For New York Giants fans, this is the rock bottom. This was an embarrassing performance by the New York Giants in week number six in a 38-11, but let's be honest, the score wasn't even that close game to the Los Angeles Rams. There's so much to get into in this game. I know we want to talk about Daniel Jones, the coaching, the organization, but this was such an embarrassing loss and something happened in this game that was really prevalent to me that will get talked about, I think, briefly on a lot of shows, but will not be really looked at deeply. And I'm going to get into that because I think it's very important. For owners, owners don't like to react in sports. They want to keep everything the same, especially when they're doing well. They don't usually like to go out there and do big things, especially the Mara family. They, they're the giants. They were the model of consistency. When we talk about well-run organizations, the giants for years would be at the top of that list. They would be up there with the Steelers, They'd be up there with some of the blue blood families of the NFL as well-run organizations that everyone not only admired, but respected. However, in the last five years, and this is not a misprint, the Giants have the worst winning percentage in the NFL. It's not the Lions. It's not the Browns. It's not even the New York Jets. The Giants are alone at the bottom 32 out of 32 teams, the lowest winning percentage. And Giant fans are smart fans. They know what's been going on. And what has happened over the last two home games should put everyone in this organization on notice. The Giants are not a franchise that's known to make rash decisions. They're not an organization that likes to really move off of head coaches. Recently, they've been doing that. But historically, this is an organization that they're not going to be aggressive and blow everything up. But what owners care about is the bottom line. They care about making money. And in order to do that, they need to have the attention of the customer. And Giant fans, to their credit, they're one of the most loyal fan bases in the NFL. They have stuck with this team in pitiful football for the last five years. And now they have turned on the ownership group. And I believe the ownership group has taken notice. Or if they haven't, they better take notice. Just think about the last two games. What happened the previous home game? It was the Eli Manning reinduction ceremony. And what happened at halftime? Morrow gets up to the stage and gets vehemently booed to the point where Eli had to tell the crowd, okay, guys, stop it. What happened this week? Not only did the Giant fans mercilessly boo their fans at the end of the second quarter, but 20,000 fans left during halftime, not even got to the third quarter, left during halftime. A halftime, by the way, where they were honoring They're former Super Bowl champions. And the fans were not there to see it. On top of that, the third quarter, 
There are videos online everywhere of fans leaving the stadium early in the third quarter, getting out of there. So if you're the owner of the Giants, you've not only seen your fan base pissed off and booing the product on the field, but this is the biggest warning sign. They don't care. They left the building. They basically said, you know what? We paid thousands of dollars to, for these seats, some hundreds of dollars. It's probably one of the best fall days you will get this entire season. We didn't even get to see football last year in person. And we're back and we can finally enjoy football. But you know what? We're getting out of the stadium because we do not want to watch this embarrassing product anymore. That, to me, is the biggest message from this weekend. We'll talk about what happened on the field. We'll talk about the players. We'll talk about the injuries. But what moves ownership? Is it wins and losses? Sure. But the biggest thing that owners react to is the fans and if it impacts the bottom line. And Giant fans have told you the last two weeks that not only are they frustrated, but they don't want to see this product on the field anymore. And I'm going to be fascinated to see the rest of the season how many games are not going to be filled out and sold out, how many games where road fans will buy Giant tickets. This could get very ugly in terms of viewing. And I get the players don't like the booing, but players also have to understand, are they booing the players on the field and the performance? Yes. But to me, the Giant fans are like a lot of the New York fans recently booing. They're not necessarily booing a direct player or the team. They are booing the organization for being absolutely miserable. They are booing this organization because they cannot figure it out. And they are booing this organization because they want change. And if you are Dave Gettleman, if you are Joe Judge, if you are Patrick Graham, if you are anyone on this roster or within this organization today, you have to look in the mirror and say, these next few months are incredibly important because it's not only going to be a reflection of what I can do in this organization, but this could also be my last chance to really show what I can do in the NFL and that I deserve another opportunity. Because if this continues, and if the Giants are picking in the top five or three in the draft, which is a very high possibility right now, because you look at the Giants' schedule, it's brutal. I said on the last week episode, I will be shocked if they get one win out of these next five games. I will be shocked if they have two wins. Now, granted, they might have an opportunity because they actually have a game coming up that they could win. Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold did not look good. He has not looked good the last three weeks. Christian McCaffrey is going to be out for that game. And Sam Darnold had a game where he completed less than 50% of his passes. I mean, if you are looking for the perfect timing, this is it. This is it. Because if you don't beat the Panthers, you have to play the Chiefs. You have to play the Raiders. You have to play the Buccaneers. Then you have to play the Eagles. And really, outside of the Dolphins, December 5th, 
that's basically a month and a half where this team might not win a game. So this is a great opportunity for the Giants. They have to take advantage because if they don't, this could get ugly. And for people saying, well, Joe Judge, he's got to be safe, right? I don't think so. I, I do not think so. Because keep in mind, this is a great example. Do you know that he has the same record as Adam Gase did at this point last year? Now, I get it. Adam Gase was a previous head coach. Jet fans didn't want him from the jump. I get all of that. But if this continues to snowball, will this team quit on him? That is a very real possibility. And I understand that this has not been a good season for the Giants in terms of luck. I get that they were close in the first few games and lost one possession games. I get all the injuries. You lose Kadarius Toney in this game. Saquon's out. But you still would like to see competitive football. You still want to see progress. And unfortunately, you're not getting it. And I know the easy thing is to blame Daniel Jones. And I get it. He had four turnovers, one of which the second interception to me, his receiver fell down. Shepard fell down the route. You cannot put that on Daniel Jones. But I actually am going to give Daniel Jones a big pass and a mulligan for this game. And people say, well, what, what are you talking about? Don't you aren't you critical of Daniel Jones? Don't you think we need to judge him? Two things. Number one, I think it's impossible to judge him right now because it's similar to what happened with the Jets last year and Sam Darnold. I really don't think that they have the pieces around him. Think about all the receiver injuries. In the second quarter, Daniel Jones had Shepard, and that was about it. That was about it for receivers. Then he loses Andrew Thomas, who's been playing well this year, and the offensive line when Thomas went out was brutal. I still remember the one play where Jones dropped back basically got his feet set, and then was smacked by three Rams defenders. You saw it. One came up the middle, and two came off the edges. It was a three-man pass rush. Bang, sack, play over. You can't get a full scope of what Daniel Jones is doing. And the other thing about Daniel Jones, which I have to defend here, and I get that he was passed. I get that he passed the concussion protocol, and he was deemed fit to play. But I was of the mindset that he needed a week off because there's a big thing with concussions. And I've had concussions in my life playing football. And I can tell you that there's two stages of having a concussion. The first stage is obviously the pain and the headaches. But even when you're cleared and the headaches are gone, it takes a while for you to rebound. Your timing's slightly off. It takes you a little longer to process information. You're just sluggish, slow. And what did I see from Daniel Jones on his mistakes yesterday? It was timing. Looked like he was having trouble reading the defense, adjusting to the scheme, adjusting to the pass rush, reading the defense. To me, like if you have a concussion and you play any other position where it doesn't take as much cognitive function, what I mean by that is... A quarterback has to do so much pre-snap, so much during the play, so much executing, so much reaction. There's so much more on a quarterback's plate that it's easier for other positions when you have a concussion to come back because you don't necessarily need to process information as much or as much information as a quarterback does. And for Daniel Jones, it just seemed yesterday that smoke was coming out of his ears because he was just a little bit behind. And it's no fault of his, and I get it. He wants to play. 
If the, if he's not in this game, Giants feel like they have no shot to win. And I felt the Giants had no shot to win against the Rams anyways. And I think we have to take that into context too because the Rams, they're going to be one of the teams fighting for the Super Bowl. Okay, they are leaps and bounds ahead of the New York Giants. But for me, you can't kill Daniel Jones because once again, I don't think he should have been playing I, with the concussion from me, that he had. I think they should give him another week. But the other thing, too, is what does he have around him right now? I mean, the offensive line's banged up. They can't block for him. He's down receivers. He's down his star running back. I mean, what does Daniel Jones have to work with? And that's the scary thought is when we get to the end of this season, what are we going to think of Daniel Jones? Will we have enough to make us educated decision. And I really don't think you will, which is the scary thing for Giant fans. But this organization, make no mistake, they're at a critical crossroads because everything that could have gone wrong this year has gone wrong. And this ownership, big decisions are coming because you're going to have to decide, do you believe in this general manager? Do you believe in this head coach? And then you have to make the decision do, do the people that you bring in or the people that you're keeping, do they believe in the roster and Daniel Jones? Because it just feels like the Giants are going to have to restart again. And I know Giant fans don't want to hear that. But you're just looking right now saying that they felt that this team could be competitive. They wound got all these pieces and I get these pieces are hurt and I get that Daniel Jones is playing better. But I have to say, this game against the Panthers, it feels like a must-win for this organization. It's not going to mean anything in the grand schemes of wins this season because this season's over. This team's not making the playoffs. But if they do not win that game against the Panthers and they drop to 1-6 and six, and they lose another game in front of their home fans and they lose a game to a team that is hurting right now injury-wise, that doesn't have their best player... That's quarterback has struggled the last three weeks. You're not going against Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. You're going against the Carolina Panthers. And if they don't get a win in front of that home crowd, it's going to get ugly. Not only from a fan experience, because this fan base, they're telling the ownership right now, they do not accept what is being put on this field. And they have every right to do that. And if this ownership continues to see that this fan base continues to be disconnected, this isn't a fan base that's a fair-weather fan base. This is a fan base that is as loyal as fan bases come in the National Football League. And they have put up with this for so long that they're done. This will be critical because if they lose that game, I don't see them winning a game until the late, later November or at the very earliest, maybe early December. That's a long time. And if you are a member of this organization, you have to realize that you are on the hot seat. Because owners, like I said, they don't like to react. They don't like to blow things up. They want to keep things steady But when they feel that their money and their bottom line is threatened and that they are losing their customers, that is what gets them to react. And right now, their customers, 
are pissed. They're angry. They're frustrated. It's getting to the point where those customers, they don't care. And they have every right to feel that way. And if this happens again, and if Mara sees in that crowd a lot of Carolina Panther jerseys that outnumbered the New York Giants jerseys, because the Panthers, they don't have a traveling fan base. They're not the Steelers. They're not the Packers. They're not the Cowboys. If their fans are the majority in MetLife or even 50% and they lose that game, Mara's going to basically have it in his mind that he's got a clean house. And what does that mean for Joe Judge and his coaching staff? Depends on who they bring in as a general manager. And I know you hate talking about this, and it seems silly to talk about changing a staff and blowing everything up when we're not even at the halfway point, but this is where the Giants are right now. This giant team is so bad, and things have gone so wrong this year, and the feeling around this team is so negative that it just feels like you have to reboot this thing because you can't save this team the way it's currently constructed. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our latest content. And, of course, comment below on what you would like to see. Until next time, I'm Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.